The ideas, procedures, and suggestions contained within this podcast are not intended as a substitute for consulting with a medical professional. All matters regarding your health and fitness require medical consultation and supervision. Welcome to the Warrior Wellness Podcast, a podcast for military members, veterans, and first responders focusing on fitness, health, nutrition, and biohacking. Our mission for this podcast is to introduce America's heroes to lifestyle habits and hacks that will help them live healthier, happier lives, and in turn, be fit enough to continue their support of their communities and country. Hi, Dr. Brandeis. Hey, Stephanie. How are you? I'm well. Am I saying your last name correctly? You are saying it perfectly. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. I'm good. Excited to talk to you today. This is a great topic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So our um, um our audience is mainly males, first responders, military members, veterans. Those are my so, peeps. Yes, your people. So we'll be talking to them today. Did I you have do, any questions uh, about the format or anything? No, I mean, how long do you want to go? And then I can talk about, honestly, I could talk about anything. Okay. 
um, usually about 30 to 40 minutes, um, you know, based on, you know, where, where the conversation goes, but um, I'm going to ask you more about the male sexual education that you do and why, why there's a need for that. Um, misconceptions men have about sexual health. Talk a little bit about ED, if that's okay, and treatments, and then um, some of the offerings that you have at your clinic. And then your book, of course, The 20, 21st Century Man. We'll did they get about... you a copy? They did not. Oh, no. bummer. Okay. Um, let me get your mailing address okay i can email it to you That's oh easier. yeah just email it to me and i'll yeah. send you a signed copy of the book oh it's, wonderful thank yeah, you yeah it's like a, it's one of those things it's like you want to have it it's yeah it's it's over 900 pages it's hardcover it's like solid it's like yeah yeah i love the, just yeah i love books especially very sciencey books like i yeah. need to have it in paper and yeah, I need there's to be like able a to there's like a make notes. <laughs> yeah, there's like a tactile sense about it. And you know, yeah. it's it's one of those things that like like if you don't have a problem now, you're probably going to have a problem in 5 or 10 years with that yeah. organ system. And then there's a lot of stuff for women also. So there's a chapter oh, on what men need to know about menopause. Um and there's a chapter on how women can support their male spouse and okay. um then there's a great section on health insurance, like understanding what health insurance is, how to use it. Uh, another really good chapter on how to choose a doctor, how to prepare for your doctor's visit. So they, there's some, it's definitely very, very male oriented. Although a lot of my male patients say that, they're, uh, that their spouses love to read it. Um, almost like, like you're, you're getting the secrets. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. It helps. And, you know, I mean, when you have an understanding of what's going on, of course. Yeah. And one thing that a lot of my, uh, my military and first responders uh, love to talk about is testosterone and, okay. uh, and I do testosterone really, really well. So okay. in fact, um, I have some eBooks on my website um, that are really, really educational. Okay. Yeah. Let's certainly, we'll, we'll t let's talk about testosterone. I love that. Okay. Perfect. So Dr. Justin Judson Brandeis, thank you so much for being on the warrior wellness podcast. And, um, I'm excited because this topic is completely, uh, relevant to our audience, which is mostly male. So let's dive right in. Um, I thought it was interesting. Not only are you a, a urologist, but you are a sexual education um, creator and you created a male sexual medicine curriculum on teachable.com. So why is there such a need for sexual education? Oh, cause guys don't want to talk about it. <laughs> right? they, yes. don't, they don't want to like ever admit that it's a problem, even though, right. They did this thing called the Massachusetts male aging study. So it was a longitudinal study of men, the biggest study of men in the United States. And what they found is that 40% of men in their 40s, 50% of men in their 50s, 60% of men in their 60s, 70% of men in their 70s, and so on, have some degree of erectile dysfunction. Okay. Wow. And that's not to say, that's not even delving into testosterone issues or other physical health. That's just like rigidity of the penis issues. So, uh, you know, if you get a room of 10 guys and all 10 guys are like, well, that's not me, 
right? Five of them are lying. Someone is lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the fingers are pointing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on either side. It's like a, I'm with stupid. Yes. Right? <laughs> no, I love that you you dedicated yourself to this because it is so important and it's empowering. Because when you understand what's happening in your your biology and your body, and you know that there are actual ways to address it and get to the root cause and fix it, you know, you feel empowered because otherwise, if you just don't even know what's going on, you don't want to talk about it, then, then nothing happens. You just continue to suffer, right? Yeah. I mean, what I love to do is to educate men because like, you know, you, you told me before the show that a lot of your patients are military and first responders. And I have a ton of those guys in my practice. I love working with those guys. But one thing I understand about that particular group of men is that if you tell them to do something, they'll look at you funny and say, no, I'll do whatever the hell I want. Right. Hmm. That's like the, so I have a different approach. My approach is to educate men these are the consequences of what you're doing. If you mm. want to do things differently, if you want different outcome, I can present a way to do things. Uh, and, and I'll show you data on my patients who've done things this way to show you that they do better. But at the end of the day, I'm not your mother and I'm not going to follow you home and you do whatever you want to do. And yeah. then they kind of look at me like, oh, and then I have very sophisticated diagnostics in my office to follow them on their journey. And when, when they start to do the things that I talk to them about and they're getting better because they see the diagnostics and they see the numbers, all of a sudden they catch the fever and it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you know what you're talking about. I want to do things your way. I'm going to keep things going. And even just like simple stuff, like I had a patient the other day but he had to lose 25 pounds and he was drinking two glasses of wine a night, right? I'm in Northern California, right? So everyone drinks wine. And I said, well, you know, you're, you're having a lot of problem drinking wine. I said, take out your calculator. I said, how many calories do you think are in a glass of wine? So we, we go on Google, 125 calories in a glass of wine. Okay. I said, multiply that times two and then multiply that times 365. Mm. And then divide that by 3,500 was the number of calories in a pound of human fat. I said, mm -hmm. what's the number on your calculator? He said, oh, it's 28. I said, well, what does that represent? So we finally got our, he couldn't figure it out. And then finally I said, okay, that's the number of pounds of fat that you put on each year based on drinking two glasses of wine. And then his eyes opened really big and he said, oh, I guess I'm going to have to stop drinking wine. So if you want, <laughs> I said, if you want to get back to your, you know, your normal way, that's what you'll have to do. And right? if you don't want to, you know, if you, you know, like Dean Wormer said in Animal House, son, fat, drunk and stupid is no way to go through life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but if and, that's your choice. Yeah. And it's, a, it's just about basic education it's like okay Basic well when we, when we put the cards on the table and you see what you got you know you yep. want to continue to play with these cards is up to you you know it's up to you you know I, yeah. it's i can educate you but I, I can't make that choice for you and it's mm -hmm. you know the same thing with weight loss you know I, I i go through eating with patients and 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 weight loss at the end of the day what you put in your mouth is up to you right yeah but 
but once you have the information, you then have no choice but to either take responsibility or not. Yeah. Right. There's no more claim of ignorance right. at this point. But you know, it's it's more complicated than that. So for example, you know, 40% of men in the United States are fat or obese, 50% of high blood pressure, uh, 15% smoke, 12% of men don't have health insurance. The longevity of men in the United States is actually declining and was declining before COVID. And the reason for that is alcohol, opioids, and suicide. So, I mean, how sad is that, that, that that's what, uh, uh, you know, middle-aged men in the United States, that's what it's coming to for us. Right. Uh, and really to be healthy is very simple, right? Don't drink alcohol. Don't smoke. Don't do drugs. Don't eat too much. Exercise. Stretch. Do a little bit of meditation. And be nice to other people. Right? If you do all those things, you'll get to about 90, 95% of health. Right. But the thing is, we, we live in a world that's filled with stress and filled with, um, you know, angst. And, and there's a lot of coping mechanisms that, that people use to, to, to cope with the world as it is. And so we kind of fall off that, that track. But at the end of the day, it's actually pretty simple. Yeah. It's so refreshing to hear a medical doctor speak in this manner because, you know, unfortunately, I think a majority of our kind of medical system in general has taken the responsibility away, um, maybe not intentionally from the, from the patient and, you know, with these quick fixes and just give me a pill and Hey doc, can't you just cure me? That kind of thing. It's like, well, no, you know, there's a reason why these conditions developed and you have to take responsibility for, you know, what's going on and how this developed and your lifestyle from here forward. And, you know, the quick fixes and, and the, the pills and stuff, it's only going to mask the symptoms. We need to kind of, you know, get to the root cause. And part of that is your responsibility. Introducing the new Fireteam Whiskey Fitness and Nutrition app. Everything you need to get fit and lose weight right at your fingertips. Choose from hundreds of fitness videos and fitness plans. Search for workouts by fitness level, equipment available, or body part focus. Choose from several nutrition plans and customize your macros. Your entire fitness, nutrition, and wellness plan all scheduled on your calendar. Text a trainer anytime for tips, tricks, and motivation. Achieve your fitness and health goals with the Fireteam Whiskey app. Go to www.fireteamwhiskey.com to get two weeks of results for free. Yeah. So, you know, let me talk about that for a second. Um, Because, you know, back in the day, doctors lived on the top of a great mountain and, and, you know, preach to the masses and, and doctors controlled information, right? So when I did research at Harvard Medical School, Harvard Medical School Library had a million volumes. It's the biggest medical library in the world. And people flew from all around the world just to come to the library to get, look up esoteric articles and special books and so on and so forth. And now everyone's got in the palm of their hand uh, a device that has access to everything in the Harvard Medical Library and, and 10 times more. 
right? So we all can be educated as patients, as, as medical health consumers. You know, physicians are, are trained to understand how to use that information, right? So I, I love it actually when patients come to me with ideas or I found this on Google and I'm, I, I sit with them. But the thing is, I don't take insurance. I opted out of health insurance because I couldn't take care of patients in the way that I wanted to take care of patients. That you know was my standard of the way that I wanted to connect with patients and take care of them. But that's not true for 98% of physicians in this country. You have to live with the healthcare insurance system. And so for, uh, you know, in my book, The 21st Century Man, there's a, a really, really good chapter on understanding health insurance and everybody should read that. If you're an American and you have healthcare insurance, even if you have VA healthcare insurance, you need to understand that, right? Because that's the, the, the crazy Byzantine system that we have in this country, okay? And then you have to understand, there was a, a study done by Cerner. Cerner's the biggest medical record system in the country, or second biggest. And they looked at a hundred million charts. And what they found was that the average patient spent 16 minutes and 14 seconds with their doctor, okay? That's not a lot, especially if you're older and I, you, know, you have a bunch of medical problems, that's not enough time. But that's the way it is. So you know, in the book, and also if you go to the website, the21stcenturyman.com, all written out on letters, I have a video on this and an ebook on this, you have to understand how to approach your physician's visit. Okay, and what I would recommend is write down your medical history. Okay, what medical problems do you have? What surgeries have you had, et cetera, et cetera? Do you drink? Do you smoke? What's your family history? Okay, then write down a list of your medications. Then write down a list of your imaging studies, right? Every time you've had a CAT scan, an X-ray, an MRI, so on and so forth. Okay, then write down your history of present illness. Why are you here? You know, and is in as much detail as possible. You know, I have back pain on the right side. Uh, it started 10 days ago when I fell off a ladder. I've fallen off ladders before. I had an MRI three years ago when I fell off a ladder. You know, I've been taking ibuprofen and Advil three years ago when I fell off a ladder, I needed an epidural, et cetera, et cetera. And just pack as much, you know, more information is better because the doctor is going to go through there and pick out what the relevant things are. And then write down a list of questions. You know, so at the end of the visit, you're not like, I just remember a question that I had, just write it down and then hand that stack of paper to your doctor and you'll get a big smile from the doctor. I have a, a dictation system, voice dictation system. It'll take me three, four minutes to kind of knock that out, put it into the medical record. And then you got me for 12 minutes. You know, I can really go deeper into why you're there. I can answer your questions. I can give you a plan. I can talk about the side effects of the medications, the pros, the cons. But if you go into the doctor's visit totally unprepared and talk about the weather and football, you know, it, it, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, those are great tips. Fantastic. So while we have you here, <laughs> let's answer the, the most you know, common questions that you get from guys um, about sexual health. What are, what are the most common like misconceptions that guys have about their sexual health? Yeah. So, you know, first of all, I talk to a lot of men about testosterone. Um, and so I, really it's, it's the hormonal part, which is the testosterone. 
and the circulation part, which is the erectile function. And I'm happy to kind of uh, delve into both of those, but they're, they're, they're kind of separate, but equal. So the, if you lose your testosterone, it doesn't mean you've lost circulation, just means you've lost testosterone. You've lost the desire, the libido to engage in, in sexual behavior. And then if you're like, we have patients who unfortunately have prostate cancer, have their prostates removed, right? Have the nerves cut, their testosterone may still be high. They may have the desire to have uh, intimacy, but they're not able to generate that blood flow that goes into the penis that causes an erection. So they're, they're separate issues. So let me just delve in. You want me to delve into testosterone first? Yeah, yeah. No, I love that distinction too, just because the lack of, of being able to perform doesn't exactly mean that you have low testosterone. So those could be two separate issues. So yeah, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. It's a, it's a, and you know, men and women have both testosterone and estrogen. Yes. So men have estrogen too, and estrogen is really important for bone health. So, you know, uh, don't, don't underplay uh, the important role of estrogen. And for women, testosterone is really an important hormone. And I, I see a lot of guys that come into my office and their wives are postmenopausal. They get estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. And it's amazing what testosterone can do for women. So women are chasing their husbands around the house, trying to get them <laughs> into bed. <laughs> and the guys come into my office and they're like, man, this is great, but I don't know what to do with it. You got to help me out, doc. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I'll get them on testosterone. I'll help them with erectile function. But okay, so testosterone is the most essential male hormone, male growth factor, right? So when you're, you know, 11, 12 years old as a guy, your testosterone's 200 or something like that. And then you hit puberty and your testosterone shoots up to a thousand. And so what happens? You grow taller, you grow muscles, you go pubic hair, your penis gets longer, your voice gets deeper, you start getting interested in girls. Um, and so then your testosterone peaks out when you're 20. And then after that, every year, it drops about one or 2%. Okay, so that's sort of the normal aging process. And so, you know, guys come to see me when they're 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80, and their testosterone is lower. Now, the things that can artificially make testosterone lower, right? Because there are all these articles out there saying that men's testosterone is 30% lower than it was 50 years ago. Okay. So why is that? Well, your body's smart. Your body's only going to make what it needs, right? So if you're a hunter, not like a hunter now where you can shoot animals, you know, a half a mile away. But if you're a hunter back in the day when, when there were cavemen and you had to go out on the field and kill a wild boar with a bow and arrow or with your own hands, you needed a lot of testosterone because wild boars are nasty critters, right? If you were a farmer, farmers work hard, but they don't have to kill wild animals with their, you know, with their bare hands. So their testosterones were probably lower than, than farmers. And if you're a desk jockey and you sit behind a computer all day, um, your body's like, well, you know, I'm not killing wild boars. I don't need to make that much testosterone. So guess what? I'm not. And then, you know, at night you sit in bed with your laptop on your crotch and, and heat isn't really good for uh, testosterone or sperm production. And then we eat all sorts of garbage, you know, with plastics and, and toxins and so on and so forth. And so it makes our testosterone go down. And that's just, that's just the way it is. And so, 
what is the effect of that? The effect of that is it decreases libido, it decreases muscle mass, it increases fat, right? And fat does something else that's really, I mean, fat's bad for a lot of reasons, but um, fat converts testosterone into estrogen. Yes, aromatase. Right? Exactly. So, yeah. you know, we know men are from Mars and women are from Venus, right? But the testosterone and estrogen molecules are virtually the same. The only difference is a single hydrogen atom, right? The smallest unit of matter is the difference between men and women. And that uh, six carbon ring turns into an aromatic ring, which is why the, the enzyme that converts testosterone into estrogen is called an aromatase, right? So sorry, I threw a little biochemistry. Yeah, no, I love it. For all you science geeks. <laughs> yes, I love um, it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I was talking about what testosterone does for you. So then I get these guys coming into my office with testosterones of 300, 250. Now, if your testosterone's low, but your life is good, and you, you know, you're, you're active and you're, you're mentally with it and everything's going well with you and your partner, don't do anything. You know, or if, if you want to do something, I have a supplement called support. It's available at Affirm Science. And basically it's DHEA, which is a testosterone precursor, DIM, which blocks the conversion of testosterone to estrogen, some ashwagandha and some tankar ali. And that'll, that'll boost testosterone about 15, 20 points, uh, 15, 20%. Right. But, you know, the point is you don't want to do testosterone replacement if you don't have the symptoms of testosterone, right? As a physician, you should be treating the patient. You shouldn't be treating numbers. Okay. But if a guy comes in and his testosterone is relatively low, relatively low for me, means anything really under 400 and you're symptomatic, then you should be considering testosterone replacement. Okay. And the symptoms of low testosterone would be uh, mood disturbances like sad or grumpy, irritable, right? Low energy, uh, difficulty focusing, growing man boobs, putting on fat, uh, losing muscle, uh, decreased libido, you know, less interest in sex, difficulty sleeping. Now that sort of brings me to difficulty sleeping can cause the exact same symptoms of testosterone, low testosterone, right? So if you have sleep apnea, right? And you're not getting sleep, you're gonna be grumpy, you're gonna be tired, you're gonna, it's gonna be hard to work out, you're not gonna feel like having sex, you're gonna put fat on, right? So signing up with one of these online testosterone companies bypasses an important visit to the doctor that you should have before you make that decision to start testosterone because you could be hypothyroid. You could have sleep apnea. You could be eating a horrible diet. You could be really overweight. There could be a whole bunch of reasons. You could have been in the military and, and had a blast injury that affected your pituitary. I had a patient like that the other day, right? And if someone just willy-nilly puts you on testosterone because you signed up for their testosterone online testosterone clinic, it's a mistake and you're going to get worse. You're not going to get better. So it's important to rule out all the other things that potentially could lead to the signs and symptoms of low testosterone before you commit yourself to testosterone replacement. Does yeah. that make sense? That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Very good point. Mm -hmm. 
Now I see a lot of uh, first responders, um, corrections guys, SWAT guys, military guys, and a lot of those folks play around with testosterone and bodybuilding performance enhancing drugs when they're younger. And uh, I had an epiphany moment when I asked one of my patients, you know, like, cause a lot of physicians don't want to get involved in this stuff. Cause you know, they don't want to be the Lance Armstrong doctor that gets thrown in jail. And so, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, where are you getting this stuff and who's giving you advice? And he looks me in the eye. He goes, well, there's this guy at the gym, big Mike. I said, okay. Oh, Lord. I think I remember big Mike in medical school. Yeah. Right. But you know, who are you going to get your information from? Right. And so, you know, I, so if you're, if you're really interested in uh, testosterone and performance enhancing drugs, so first of all, there are some really amazing chapters in my book, The 21st Century Man, one written by Gary Donovitz, who's the founder of BioT, which is the biggest testosterone company in the US. But I also created a bunch of really good eBooks. So if you go to my website, brandeismd.com, B-R-A-N-D-E-I-S-M-D.com, and then go to the media tab and then down to eBooks. They're free eBooks. I don't charge for the eBook. Um, and there's one on testosterone. There's one on performance enhancing drugs. And then there's one on, and this is really good. I, don't, I haven't seen anything like this before, um, on the different levels that you can expect to get from the different testosterone formulations. Right. So for example, there's going to be one coming out pretty soon called Jitenzo, and they're going to start advertising like crazy. It's a testosterone replacement. It's going to be on HIMS. It's going to be on Roman. Um, and they're going to say 87% of folks are going to be yugonadal, which means that they're going to have normal testosterone levels. Right. But if you actually look at their data, only about a third of the day, they're going to be what's called yugonadal, meaning in, in quote, normal range. And the rest of the time, they're going to still be low and it's going to cost people about 2000 bucks a year. So um, Ooh, wow. be, you know, educate yourself and, and a really, really good place to educate yourself are to go to my free eBooks available on BrandeisMD.com because I took everything that I know about testosterone and I kind of crunched it down into a, into a really complete, but, but readable uh, format. Yeah. Awesome. And then, so, so let's just say you, you get your testosterone levels checked. They're fairly normal, you know, but you, you, you still have, you know, erectile dysfunction. Um, what are some options for, yeah. for dealing okay. with that? When you look good, you feel good. Guys, it's about time you threw away those stained t-shirts and those baggy, saggy shorts and upgrade your gym swagger. Zaya Active is the official workout wear of Fireteam Whiskey. Go to bit.ly forward slash Zaya FTW and check out all the styles for women, men, and kids. Yeah, so erectile dysfunction is different, right? So think about it this way. Erectile dysfunction is a function of circulation, okay? It's getting enough blood pressure into your penis so that you can block the blood flow from going back to the body, okay? So the heart pumps and the very last place to get blood are the toes and the penis, okay? But 
you don't get toe erections, right? You get cold feet when you don't get as much circulation to the foot, right? And then you put socks on, no big deal, right? But the penis is different. If you don't get enough blood flow to the penis, it's not going to function. Okay. And so what I mean by that is as blood is flowing into the penis, the penis is the only organ in the body that moves entirely based on blood flow. And it's the only organ in the body with skin, but no muscle. And you're pumping blood through an artery An artery has got thick walls, right? And it pumps blood under pressure. So your blood pressure is 120 over 80, right? And so the blood's going into the penis and then it fans out, fills up what are called sinusoids or chambers on the inside of the penis, begins to pressurize those chambers, but then blood goes back to the systemic circulation through veins. Now veins, as opposed to arteries, have thin walls. And because they have thin walls, they don't produce pressure. So the pressure in a vein, instead of 120 over 80, is gonna be like six or seven. So it's easy for veins to get squashed. And so when you generate enough internal pressure in the penis, to block the return of blood back to the systemic circulation, then you get a rigid penis uh, and, a, and a rigid erection that you can use. So think about it this way, right? You're in a burning building and there's another building that's six feet away. If you jump six feet, it's a good day. If you jump five and a half feet, it's a long way down. So if you generate 101 millimeters of mercury of pressure in the penis, you get a good erection, and it's a good night if you generate, or hopefully it's a good night, if you generate 95 millimeters of mercury of pressure, it's going to be a frustrating night. Mm, yeah. So what are the options for this if somebody yeah. is experiencing this? Sorry, I avoided your question. With explanation. <laughs> well, now that we know what it but is, I'm glad now, what do we do I'm glad you're <laughs> persistent, but I, yeah, I have to explain that in order for the, yeah, the no, options absolutely. to make sense. Okay. Yeah. So the way I divide it up is uh, working on the signal and working on the pipes, the arteries, okay? So the signal comes from a molecule called nitric oxide, okay? And we all have tons of nitric oxide in our body. It's essential uh, neurotransmitter, second messenger that our nerves release that opens blood vessels, okay? And the way it opens blood vessels is it helps make something called CGMP, cyclic GMP. And when the more CGMP you have, the more your blood vessels open. But CGMP doesn't stick around forever. In the body, there's a system called the PDE system that breaks down CGMP and closes blood vessels, okay? Now, when I was at UCLA, one of my friends discovered that there was a specific enzyme in the penis and only in the penis called PDE5, right? There's other PDEs in the body, but this was PDE5. And so there was a medication called sildenafil or also known as Viagra that blocked selectively the PDE5 enzyme, right? And so that's what helps men get better erections when they're on Viagra. Now, a lot of guys come in and they say, well, you know, Viagra used to work great. It doesn't work so well anymore. I must be getting tolerant to it, but it's not really a tolerance. It's because as you get older, you're level of nitric oxide declines. And because it declines, your circulation declines, it doesn't make as much CGMP. And so if your specific drug blocks the breakdown of CGMP, but there's not enough CGMP to open up blood vessels, then those medications aren't going to work as well. So I always put folks 
on a, a nitric oxide booster. I actually make one called Affirm from Affirm Science, um, but there are you know a number on the on the uh, you know that you can you can purchase. The, the reason I like Affirm or the reason I created it is because there are two different pathways. There's the citrulline pathway, which comes from watermelon, and the nitrate pathway, which is most commonly coming from beets. And you get about 50-50 of your nitric oxide from citrulline and from beets. And so, you know, this has high levels of both of those things. And so that I always put folks on that. It also improves their blood pressure. It improves cognition. It improves athletic performance. A lot of elite endurance athletes take nitric oxide boosters. Okay, and then I put a lot of my patients on a daily dose of Cialis, right? And I have them take it before they go to sleep. And the reason I have them take it before they go to sleep is because it helps with nighttime erections. Because nighttime erections are your body's way of sending your penis to the gym, right? The thing is like, have you ever seen the TV show Naked and Afraid? Yes. Yeah, Nicole's show. I, I learned so much from that show, right? Have you ever seen the two uh, contestants hook up on the show? Uh, no. I, no. I mean, I don't watch it enough, but no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen them be amorous with each other? You know? No, not really. No. I think they have How other come? things they're worried, worried Well, about. I mean, exactly, <laughs> right? You got like a, a naked hot guy and a naked hot girl <laughs> in the jungle by themselves, but they're not having sex, right? They spend all their time making shelter, getting water, getting food, swatting insects, being miserable, right? So, you know, if you're a cave person, caveman, when is your penis going to work? Well, it works at night when you're asleep. Every time you dip into REM sleep, you get an erection for five or 10 minutes. So every night you should be getting 30 to 60 minutes of erections, right? So if you're not doing that and you're 50 or 60 years old, you should be you know, if you're 40, take a nitric oxide booster. If you're 50 or 60 and nitric oxide booster is not doing enough for you, take a small amount of Tadalafil or Cialis before you go to sleep, get a nighttime erection. It helps keep your penis in shape. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. that makes total sense. Yeah. And the other really important thing is, okay, say, you know, 20 years old, you should be getting an erection every morning, right? So you wake up, you know, flags, flags at half mast, but at some point, that's going to go away, right? So in your 40s or 50s, you're waking up and now you don't have an erection. You should say, hmm, I wonder why. The reason is your circulation isn't as good as it used to be. Maybe you smoke. Maybe you don't exercise. Maybe you drink too much. Maybe you're sedentary. Maybe you're not eating right, okay? That's your first warning sign that you're not doing things right, okay? 10 years later, after you lose morning erections, all of a sudden you're gonna be with your partner and things aren't gonna work. And you're gonna be like, oh no, time to go get some Viagra. You know, I'll call up, get Roman or Hymns or Lemonade or whatever, mistake, okay? That's the time you go to your doctor and say, I have erectile dysfunction. And if your doctor is smart, he'll look you in the eye and say, or she'll look you in the eye and say, this is an early warning sign for heart disease. Yeah. The arteries to the penis are one or two millimeters and they're peripheral, right? They're out on the, the edge. They're going to get clogged before the arteries to the heart. 
So now you got 10 years to get your ass in shape. Otherwise, you're going to have a heart attack or a stroke or some cardiovascular event in 10 years, right? That's if you're smart. If you're not smart, mm -hmm. then 10 years later, you're going to find yourself in big trouble, right? An ounce of prevention is worth, you know, 10 pounds of cure. Yeah, no, that's great. That's, it's good to look at it as an early warning sign that things Absolutely. are not going well. And yes, doing the nitroxide and the Cialis is going to help. But you also need to look at what's clogging the arteries. It's probably exactly. your lifestyle choices. Exactly. So you need to get that under control. Otherwise, so, okay. it's just going to get worse. Now, say your arteries are clogged. What can you do? And this actually is, is really got me into sexual medicine. So I was you know, a, a board certified general urologist uh, in the Bay Area. I did some really cool stuff like uh, help pioneer surgical robotics and built kidney stone centers and all that kind of stuff. But I, I always like to be kind of three steps ahead of everyone else. And I've, I found out about this low intensity shockwave therapy or acoustic wave therapy. I'm like, wow, that would be really cool if it worked. And, and lo and behold, in the right patients, it actually works really well. And so what it is, is, you know, folks in the military are, are very well aware of what a shock wave is, right? When there's an explosion, there's a wave of energy. Now we're not talking about exploding people's penises, but if you, if you dial that down significantly, you can um, trick the, the blood vessels in the penis into thinking that they're going to be injured. And when you're injured, you generate an injury response. And so the blood vessels in the penis generate an injury response, which activates stem cells and causes the release of growth factors, which helps grow new blood vessels called neoangiogenesis, right? And so you can take a guy who's 55 that's taking Viagra that, you know, doesn't want to be on Viagra anymore. He wants some spontaneity and you can get him to the point where he doesn't need that anymore. You can take a 65 year old guy where Viagra is not working so well, and you can get them to the point where Viagra works great. And you can get a 75-year-old guy where nothing seems to work to the point where, you know, now Viagra works okay. So, you know, it's not going to turn a 75-year-old guy into a 20-year-old, but it'll turn the clock back about five or 10 years. And then you can add what's called platelet-rich plasma or PRP. And uh, folks are somewhat familiar with that in the use of orthopedics and the use of hair growth. Um, but basically, platelets are these magical cells that when you're injured cause a clot, but they also, you know, you get a clot, then you get a scab, then the scab falls off. And then that skin somehow magically regrows. Somehow your body knows to grow skin just in that one little area that got injured. And the reason your body knows to grow skin in that one area is because when the platelets get there, they release all these growth factors. And those local growth factors cause local growth of tissue. So if you take uh, blood, spin blood down, the red blood cells are heavy, they go to the bottom, the plasma is light, it goes to the top. And in the middle, you get a little stripe that has platelets and white blood cells. And you can take those platelets and you can inject them. You can inject them into knees, into shoulders, into, into the scalp, but you can also inject them into the penis, which is what we call the P-shot. Uh, and Dr. Runnels, who invented the P-shot, wrote the chapter on PRP in my book the 21st century man. You can also inject it into the clitoris for women. That's called the O-shot. Oh, super interesting. I've never heard of yeah. that. That's neat. 
So um, you have mentioned your book, The 21st Century Man, a couple of times, but so who needs to read this book? Who needs to get it? Yeah. So any man over the age of 35 should purchase the book. Uh, and because the book is about prevention and early intervention, right? It's not, if you need to go to the doctor, you know, if you're a diabetic, go to the doctor. Don't read a book. Don't go on Google. Go to the doctor, right? But if you want to avoid getting type 2 diabetes, if you want to avoid circulatory problems, if you want to avoid eye problems, if you want to avoid accidental death, you know, that this book, it's 101 chapters, it's over 900 pages. It's myself and 60 of my uh, friends and colleagues who are national experts in all of their fields, right? Because I don't know everything about everything. I don't know about eyes. I don't know about ears. I don't know about teeth. You know, I have dentists. I have hair replacement specialists. I have hair removal specialists. I have cardiologists, pulmonologists, sports medicine doctors. You know, we got the team physician from the Oakland A's. We have the chairman of oncology for University of North Carolina. We have geneticists. We have, I mean, it's, it's, this book comes from my patients. Every problem that my patients walk in with, I'm like, oh, that's a chapter, right? Uh, there are sections on food and nutrition. There are sections on exercise. There are sections on uh, aesthetics, on lifestyle, on um, mental health, right? That's such an important aspect of men's health. There's uh, chapters on relationships. There's chapters on health insurance or sections, not just chapters, but sections. And then there's a huge section on, I think it's the, the most complete and best uh, section ever written on uh, sexual health, right? And I, you know, the other thing is I'm a guy and if I read a 300 book, 300 page book, and it's only really four pages of information, it's really irritating. You know, I'll pay the same amount of money for those four pages. Just don't waste my time reading those extra 296 pages. <laughs> yeah. But I can promise you, because I wrote or edited every single word of this book, that every word is there for a reason. And in the book is highly information dense. You know, it's filled with stories and, and quotations and anecdotes. Uh, it, it's, it's really like it, I'm there you know, one thing I'm good at is really connecting with, with middle age and older men. And uh, this, you know, I've gotten so many comments back from my patients and from my readers who say, you know, I really feel like you're talking directly to me. Yeah, I can't wait to read it. And uh, yes, I can't wait. I, I just love all the sciencey stuff. And I, I love that you collaborated with all the experts in all the areas. So it's just yeah. And for you ladies complete. out there that are listening, there's yes. good stuff in there for you too. So there's a chapter on what guys need to know about menopause. There's a chapter on uh, what you can do to help uh, your, your male partner um, take care of himself. There's even a cha amazing chapter written by Susan Bratton, who's an intimate wellness coach uh, on how to please a woman. Oh, nice. I mean, yeah. that one alone will be worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's definitely that alone is worth the price of admission. <laughs> well, Dr. Brandeis, thank you so much for coming on the Warrior Wellness Podcast. I learned so much and I know our, our listeners and viewers did too. And we will include all the links to um, especially your book, The 21st Century Man, and your website so they can download those free ebooks that you were talking about and get that awesome information. Awesome. Well, it's, it's really been an honor and a privilege. So 
thank you very much having me on. Thank you. Thanks, Doc. Hey guys, thanks so much again for joining us on another episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe, follow, like, all that good stuff on your favorite podcast platform or and on our YouTube channel. Go ahead and leave us a review while you're there. And if you screenshot your review, email it to info at fireteamwhiskey.com with your name and address you'll be entered into our drawing for a prize for just leaving us a review so let us know what we're doing great what you'd like to hear more about and please go ahead and just give us a follow and give us a honest review especially on itunes because that helps us reach other military members veterans and first responders with this vitally important information about how to improve their health fitness and wellness we will see you at the next episode of the warrior wellness podcast i am your podcast host former army captain stephanie lincoln founder of fire team whiskey are you fire team ready? Try the Fire Team Whiskey Spec Ops Keto Joe Shake. The Keto Joe Shake is a medium chain triglyceride MCT shake derived from non GMO coconut oil. It contains 17 grams of MCT, 10 grams of high quality whey protein, and no sugar. It's sweetened with stevia leaf, so you can keep those carbs low and shred that body fat. 25 milligrams of caffeine to give you extra energy for the gym or your busy day. Fireteam Whiskey has been supplying military members deployed all over the world with Spec Ops shakes for over three years. Fireteam Whiskey Spec Ops shakes are fueling the fight. Whether you are just trying to lose a few pounds or trying to get that extra edge in the gym, the Fireteam Whiskey Spec Ops shakes are for you. Make sure to stock up now and support our efforts to raise funds for Team RWB, our nonprofit partner that provides social support and fitness events for our nation's heroes.